0: Hi guys, today is November 29, and I hope that you guys had a great Thanksgiving, I know I did. Thank you to everyone that is watching this, and I am thankful for you. And I'm also thankful for God, family, and the Constitution. These are the most important things for us to appreciate each and every day. I hope everybody enjoyed their time with their family, because I know I did. You're watching The Demetrius Arugio Show, and I'm your host, Demetrius Arugio. In this episode, we're going to be talking about all of the mass shootings that happened last week and what they have in common with each other and the left's talking points to try to ban ARs for the average American. And then we're going to be talking about the White House coming out with a list of talking points to use against your, quote, conservative uncle. I'm being serious. And lastly, we're going to be talking about the Media Matters hit piece on Matt Walsh. All of that and more on this episode I got facts over facts over tracks this and slow fast like a roast like a I'm okay alas, but I don't know if that can erase all the past In the last week we saw 10 mass shootings happen in the United States These took place in Maryland, Pennsylvania, Florida, Virginia two times, Texas, Oklahoma, Illinois and Colorado with a total of 24 deaths taking place and a total of 47 people injured We all know that these deaths have something in common but what is it no it is not that they are white supremacist donald trump supporters or that they like joe biden in the white house no these mass shootings all have one thing in common and that's obvious it's because the mass shooters are insane they're crazy and they have mental issues be- beyond comprehension these people have a serious problem and we need to help them fix it we need to pay attention to the root cause of the problem and not get distracted with connection that with connections that don't exist. Let's pay more attention to how we can help prevent mass shootings and help treat these problems head on. Firstly, we need to make therapists more available and we need to make sure that they actually do their job. Therapists are not made to validate your feelings. Therapists are here to ground you in reality, not your made up fictional reality, but the reality that is grounded in truth. Their job is to help you go through your mental problems as it comes about. If you have these mental problems, these therapists need to have the right resources to help these people. Also, the job of law enforcement needs to be more prevalent, either online or in person. Just like the Supreme Court case, Madinoy Area School District v. BL, in which the Supreme Court decided that you have the same rights online than you do in person. This means that your First Amendment right is stood. But you cannot make threats without raising a red flag. These police officers need to do a better job monitoring districts that they work in. Every single mass shooting, except for the Las Vegas shooting, had either motives behind it or it has red flags along the way. For example, we can look at the Texas shooter Salvador Ramos, and we can see that he used to post himself carrying cats bleeding out alive just held in a clear bag. Now, he used to post these on Facebook. And we can also look at the police and say, why aren't they doing a better job investigating crime and making sure that criminals stay behind bars? But some of these people that we look at, for instance, are the ones taking advantage of the system. These cops are in a union, which means that bad cops cannot get fired without the union accepting it first. That is not the way that this is supposed to work. If you break the law, it doesn't matter who you are, you need to face repercussions for your actions. No one is above the law. A solution for this is removing unions in this case because it does more bad than good. This will make it so cops have to do their job to keep their job and that's always a good thing. These mass shooters have issues and we need to put all of these things together to make all of the solutions coexist. We need to see real differences made and without further ado, we need to dig into our new segment, Headline of the Week. So, digging right in, we have Media Matters hit piece on Matt Walsh. This is now retracted, obviously, because it said that Matt Walsh, quote, wished more people were killed at Club Q, which, as you may figure, he did not say at all. In return, he said, if you don't retract the statement and apologize to me, then I will see you for defamation. They knew that they were full of shit, so they retracted the story and said that they misquoted him, which is as close to an apology as you're going to get with the left-wing media company. If we were to learn one thing from this, then I would say for all of these media companies to start doing actual research and start doing a better job because no one trusts them as it is, so they're not making anything better or worse at the same exact time. Now, without further ado, let's dig into a dozen takes. Um, By the way, I hope that everybody enjoys this new studio setup. I did set this up um, for one of my new videos coming soon. Um, I really like it. The countdown we have, we have the Mary in the back over here, and then this other camera angle, which we do not have today, we actually have this... Sign right here, Santa stop here, which I, I love it so much. All of these things were available at Target. So moving right on, we have How America's Unique Violence Continues. Now, this is a CNN article and we have the mass shooting at the beloved LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado last weekend was the stuff of nightmares late on Saturday, the eve of transgender day of remembrance. A 22 year old walked into Club Q and opened fire killing five and wounding more than a dozen others police and witnesses say the suspects face five counts of first degree murder and five counts of bias motivated crime causing bodily injury Court record show the attack wasn't surprising it came at the moment rifle with anti-lgbtq across dozens of mostly republican controlled okay so Right away they're trying to stir the narrative to fit whatever their narrative is they're trying to fit this square peg into a circle peg it's not fitting the person that shot up the club q in colorado springs is actually classified as non-binary a they them so the shooter was actually in the lgbtq community so they don't want to dismiss this person they want to say they don't want to say anything bad about this person because of course he's in the lgbtq community So all they're going to do is make up things about him and just say that he is in the QAnon and he's a right wing extremist and he's a Donald Trump supporter and a white supremacist and blah, 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 blah. Look, CNN, you need to get a grip on reality and you need to realize that this shooter was actually part of the group that you're trying to defend. Going from that, we can actually tell based off of the actions that he did that he has mental issues. Regular people that have a, a fully functioning brain do not go and do this. They don't go and shoot somebody, shoot and kill five people and dozens more are injured. Normal people do not do this. Now, if you want to put up the argument that normal people do do this, then I don't know where the hell you're living. Maybe you're living in Mars, somewhere that um, does not actually rely on reality at all because this person was in the LGBTQ community again. Now, moving on to the next article from CNN, we actually have a guide to election deniers in midterm races. Election deniers are winning for important offices around the country in the November 8th midterms. Some of them will win. Now, this was actually published on November 5th. So, no, I mean, no, I think it was a couple days before the election. But anyways... Dozens of Republicans trying to be elected in 2022 as governor, state secretary, or United States senator have joined former President Donald Trump in baselessly rejecting or questioning the legitimacy of President Joe Biden's victory in 2020. Now, we can question the election. That's the thing that we can as American citizens do. We can question the election. But the thing is that when we are rejecting the election and saying that we had no say in it is neglecting a lot of facts. We can actually go through and see the bias that you, yourself, CNN, MSNBC, NPR, and all of these other left-wing organizations had in the 2020 election and see where people were manipulated into voting a certain way. Just like with COVID, all of these people had a narrative and they were trying to fit a square peg into a circle peg. It's just not fitting. Most people that voted for Trump realized that this media had nothing to do with Actually, you know doing their job as a media personnel and they just wanted to fit in a narrative that just was not there Now CNN is going to go and say that these people are running and we we can't have them run and we can't have them win Listen, they didn't win. Okay. I'm future Dimitri right here Um, it is now November 26 no 28 and um, This date is actually wrong. It's not 24 more days until Christmas, but you know what? It's okay. It's it's close enough anyway CNN has to realize this. CNN has to realize that they have a media bi- bias that they're pushing as well as everybody else. MSNBC has a bias. Daily Wire has a bias. Um, Breitbart has a bias. All of these people have biases. And it's okay to have a bias. I have a bias. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm objective. I'm not objective, okay? I look at stuff objectively at the very beginning and I have my opinions on politics of course I do just like everybody else does but I'm not going to sit here and say that this is a 100% objective tv network it's not my show Demetrius Arujo, the Demetrius Arujo show and my company Arujo Studios is not a 100% non-bias network it's just not we're not going to look at things objectively. We're going to look at certain things objectively, but we're not going to look at every single thing objectively. Like abortion, I have my thoughts on that. On on a lot of other things, I have my thoughts on those things as well. So I'm not going to change my opinion just because of the fact that I want to look at things objectively. That's the major difference. Now, moving on to the next MSNBC article, we have Georgia's voting law remains rifle with issues. Though Stacey Abrams group lost its lawsuit, the court case still expose major problems with the state's voting laws hmm. so there msnbc this article is actually questioning the election processes of georgia now it's okay for msnbc to you know ask some questions that all of us are having but when we want to ask some questions that's the bad thing that doesn't make any sense digging right in we have with early voting already underway in georgia's united states senate runoff it's this was actually published yesterday with early voting already underway in Georgia's United States Senate runoff, it's worth revisiting a court case considering the state's election system, Fair Right Action, a nonprofit voting rights organization funded by former gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams, paid prominent Georgia voting rights attorney Allegra Lawrence Hardy's law firm approximately 9.4 million to legitimate a blockbuster voting rights case for a right action v. Richensburg over several years. Oppon- opponents of Abrams have objected to the size of this feat and made speculous allegations of conflict of interest because Abrams has already been a candidate. But a close examination of the facts and what this case accomplished demonstrates that the legal feat was more than justified. Although Fair Fight Action ultimately lost its case, the court found egregious inquiries that the Georgia legislature in Congress can now fix. The plaintiff's lawyers exposed serious deficiencies in Georgia election law that have a desperate impact on voters of color. Georgia's exact match system, matching names on the voter rolls with convicted felons, has a 60% error rate. Georgians of color were 10 times more likely to have their voter registration flagged because of their applications did not exactly match databases. As of January 2020, approximately 70% of 60,000 Georgia voters were flagged were African-American. Then why did the decision go against Fair Fight? United States District Court Judge Stephen Jones noted that he was bound by the United States Supreme Court 2021 decision, one which the Democratic National Committee, which limited the use to Section 2 of Voting Rights Act to determine whether a law was discriminatory. As Fair Fight had argued, but it did not take 288 pages to discuss a case, the judge saw serious problems with Georgia's voting system and took care to point them out. Jones finding the burdens that were both severe and unconstitutional in the landmark for voting rights in Georgia. The evidence uncovered by plaintiffs strengthens the case for the Georgia legislature to reverse future election laws and for Congress to amend the Voting Rights Act or pass a new election laws. Other federal or Georgia cases may also reconsider the merits of the plaintiff's arguments. Now, this is the thing. They're going to sit here and they're going to say all of the examples of um, the election interfering and whatever the heck with Donald Trump. And they're going to sit here and say that there was um, some voting things happening. But when the right says this, it's bad. It just does not make any sense. When the right says this, it's bad. When you guys say it, it's fine. In 2016, when you said that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia for the election... And that's a good thing but when we're saying that joe biden is actively you know talking to china that's a bad thing how is that a bad thing it just does not make any sense it's um if the rules are for they then they're for me it's not the other way around it's not rules for thee and not for me like it, it should not be like that it, it's the same exact rules that go around moving on to the next article from mpr we actually have with student loan relief tied up in court biden extends repayment pause until 2023. The Biden administration is extending its student loan repayment pause, which was set to expire at the end of this year, into 2023, while its promise of federal relief remains hung up in court. Payments will resume 60 days after the debt collection program is implemented, 60 days after the lawsuits are resolved, or 60 days after June 30th, if litigation fails. Burrs have been off the book for federal student loan payments for more or less since the COVID-2019 pandemic began early 2020 the repayment pause has been extended multiple times and biden's previous extension to december 31st was supposed to be the last tuesday's extension the white house said will alleviate uncertainty for borrowers of the administration asked the supreme court to review lower court orders blocking biden's student debt relief program i'm confident that our student debt relief program is legal but it's on hold because republican officials want to block it that's why secretary Cardona is extending the payment pause to no later than june 30th 2023 giving the supreme court time to hear the case in its current term so let's actually watch this video that he posted on twitter
1: folks i want to give you an update on my student debt relief plan as americans continue to recover from the pandemic My administration has been working to provide student debt relief to millions of working and middle-class families across the country. But Republican special interests and elected officials sued to deny this relief, even for their own constituents, but I'm completely confident my plan is legal. But Right now, it's on hold because of these lawsuits. We're not going to back down, though, in our fight to give families breathing room. That's why the Department of Justice is asking the Supreme Court of the United States to rule on the case. But it isn't fair to ask tens of millions of borrowers eligible for relief to resume their student debt payments while the courts consider the lawsuit. For that reason, the Secretary of Education is extending the pause on student loan payments while we seek relief from the courts, but no later than June 30, 2020.
0: Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. So the thing is that you know that you're not going to be able to have this passed you know that's an overstepping of your executive rights so you're in the ex- you're in the executive branch of government right executive branches cannot write laws that's for the legislative branch now anybody that went to middle school actually knows this okay but i guess the president of the united states really does not know this now You, as the president of the United States, is overstepping your authority when doing this. Now, this is unconstitutional, and the states, the and the Supreme Court knows it. Now, yes, I do agree that the Supreme Court should hear it, but also at the same exact time, he's trying to pause the payments due from everybody until after the Supreme Court um, case is decided, because of the fact that he wants. People to be like, oh, wait, oh, I don't want to pay this. I don't want to pay this because he wants to be reelected. He wants all of his people in Democrats um, to actually win. That's why he's saying, don't pay it. Don't pay it. Don't pay it. Eat. Just pay off your student loans. You're the ones that took it out. You're the ones that should pay it back. Not us, the taxpayers. Moving on to the next article we have from Fox News. We have Whole Foods under fire after announcing Marine Lobster will be pulled from shelves at stores nationwide. Wow. Marine politicians issued a blustering statement after Whole Foods announced store would no longer sell lobsters caught off the coast of New England state in response to environmentalist concerns that the fishing industry allegedly threatens a rare whale. We are disappointed by Whole Foods' decision and deeply frustrated that the Marine Stewardship Council's Suspension of the Lobster industry's Certificate of Sustainability continues to harm the livelihoods of hardworking men and women up and down Marines' coast. Marine Governor Janet Mills wrote in a joint statement with Senator Susan Collins and August King and Reps Colleen Pingree and Jared Colden, Whole Foods announced that it will stop selling lobster from the Gulf of Maine in hundreds of its stores, Around the country earlier this month, the company cited decisions by a pair of sustainability organizations that pulled their support for the United States lobster fishing industry. The Marine Stewardship Council and Seafood Watch recently pulled their endorsements over concerns about risks to rare national Atlantic right whales from fishing gear. Entanglement in gear is one of the ba- biggest threats to the whales. Political leaders in Maine, which has the largest lobster fishing industry in the country, slammed Whole Foods' decision, arguing that no right whale has died due to Maine lobster gear, and that the fishing community in the state has long worked to protect right whale. In the appeal to retailers just weeks ago, we outlined the facts that there has never been a right whale death attributed to Maine lobster gear. Maine lobstermen have a 150 year history of sustainability, and means lobstering community has constantly demonstrated their commitment to protecting right whales. The governor and four other leaders in the state wrote um despite this marine stewardship Council, with retailers following suit wrongly and blindly decided to follow the recommendations of misguided environmentalist group rather than science we strongly urged marine stewardship Council and retailers to reconsider their potentially devastating decision and they completely agree with this now you're talking about people that actually have their careers in this field so you canceling one thing isn't just canceling one thing you not stocking this food in all of your shelves across the united states isn't just affecting you or your customers it's also affecting these livelihoods of the people that actually do this job and it's really really sad moving on to the next article from fox news we actually have Fauci has a completely, quote, open mind about COVID-19 lab leak theory, says evidence strongly points elsewhere. Fauci says China has been too secretive about COVID-19 origins. Where were you two years ago? I'm trying to find you, Dr. Fauci? Dr. Fauci? Where were you? Now you're asking questions? We were asking questions years ago, and our livelihoods were being destroyed because of it. People were banned off of YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Because it questioned you. Now you're questioning yourself. Dr. Fauci says that he has a completely, quote, open mind about the origins of COVID-19, but he also says that scientific evidence strongly suggests it was not leaked from a lab. Fauci made the comments during a Sunday appearance at CBS's Face the Nation host, Margaret Brennan, asked Fauci about China transparency regarding the origins of COVID-19 and how the country's leading CCP was handling calls for investigation for access to GLOBE. We keep a completely open mind as to where the origin is, Fauci said. Having said that, if you look at the examination by highly qualified international scientists with no political agendas, they've published in peer-reviewed journals. They all accumulated evidence particularly relating to the chinese bringing into wuhan market animals from the wild that should not have been there the evidence is quite strong that this is a national occurrence does that mean that we've rolled out that something funny going on and it was leaked absolutely not i and all of my colleagues keep an absolutely open mind we've got to investigate every possibility because it's too important not to do that it's not compatible with with saying the science evidence still weighs more strongly with the national occurrence. But you failed us on every single front, HIV, AIDS, every single chance you had, you failed at. You failed at HIV, AIDS, you failed at shingles, you failed at every single thing that you had your hands on, you failed at. So why should we trust you when it comes down to COVID at all? I don't trust you at all when it comes down to COVID. No, I don't. Moving right on to the next article, we have an article from Breitbart. GOP Rep. Comer Oversight Committee will investigate 40 or 50 different things. Let's see what these things are. Representative James Comer, a Republican from Kentucky, said Sunday that NBC's Meet the Press, that the House Oversight Committee has 40 to 50 different things to investigate. Anchor Chuck Todd said, Assuming you are the chairman of the Oversight Committee and you, you have one investigation you get to focus on if there's just one, I know there's a bunch you want to. What's the one? Homer said, We're going to investigate between 40 and 50 different things. We have the capacity. We have 25 members on the committee. We will have a staff close to 70. So we have the ability to investigate a lot of things. Over the past two years, the Democrats haven't investigated anything with this administration. They've investigated the Washington commander's football team. We also had several hearings on social issues that might oversee committee has nothing to do with issues like abortion we believe that we will have hundreds of billions if not trillions of dollars wasted over the past three years so that spans two administrations in the name of covid we want hearings on that we want to determine what the fraudulent PPP funds some of this money being spent for the state priority for us as a committee so i completely agree with this they should investigate as many things as they could possibly investigate but here's it in their own words right here This is to NBC at the same exact time.
2: Kevin McCarthy, the next Republican Speaker of the House. Assuming you're chairman of the Oversight Committee, you've got one investigation you get to focus on. If there's just one, I know you've got a bunch you want to do. What's the one? Well, we're going to investigate between 40 and 50 different things. We have the capacity. Uh, We'll have 25 members on the committee, and we're going to have a staff close to 70. So uh, we have the ability to investigate a lot of things. And and let's just face it, Chuck, over the past two years, the Democrats on the House Oversight Committee haven't investigated anything in this administration. They've investigated the Washington Commanders football team. Uh, We've had several hearings on social issues Mm -hmm. that the Oversight Committee has absolutely nothing to do with, issues like abortion. Uh, We believe that uh, there have been hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars wasted over the past three years. So that spans two administrations in the name of COVID. We want to have hearings on that. We want to Mm -hmm. try to determine uh, what happened with the fraudulent unemployment insurance funds, the fraudulent PPP loan funds, uh, some of this money that's being spent for state and local governments in in the COVID stimulus uh, monies. So these are things that are going to be priorities for us as a committee, waste, fraud, abuse, and mismanagement. That's going to be the goal of the House Oversight Committee. All right, before I let you go, uh, as a member of the Republican Party, Donald Trump in many cases is seen as the leader of the party. He was dining with uh, a a known white supremacist and certainly somebody who traffics in anti-Semitic rhetoric, referring to to Ye, formerly known as Kanye West.
0: NBC, a known white supremacist. Kanye West is a white supremacist. This is according to NBC News. How is Yi a white supremacist? He's black. I can't. NBC, NBC, get your act together. Moving on, we have a next article from Great right, boy. We have Iran calls for us to be kicked out of the World Cup after removing Islamic Republic symbol from flag, social media posts, stuff. So, the United States men's national team infuriated Islamic officials by briefly using an iranian flag that lacks the islamic republic symbol in the center of its banner on the united states team social media world cup post the usmnt posted a statement saying it intended to use the incomplete iranian flag for 24 hours to show our support for the woman in iran So you're going to get kicked out because you're going to show your support for the woman in Iran. (laughs) Like, these people, they're trying to, like, change a country. Like, you're not changing a country at all by doing these things. You're just embarrassing yourself. The USMNT used a flag to represent Iran in its World Cup social media posts that appeared solely as a green, white, and red striped banner, deleting the central symbol of its sword and four curves representing the saying, there's no God but God. The design is also made to represent the tulip of lotus flower. The symbol was created in the 1980s by the Islamic Republic after the 1979 Mullah Mullah Revolution that ousted the Shia Iran from power, the Daily Mail reported The United States will face Iran in a crucial game on Tuesday, November 29. That will determine which one of them will continue to the next round at the World Cup. Should Iran win, it will knock the United States out of the game, but a tie would also send Iran to the next round. An advisor to the Iranian Football Federation accused the United States of trying to upset their Iranian team with the flag stunt and called it illegal according to FIFA rules. They must be held responsible obviously they want to affect iranians performance against the united states by doing this according to iranians isna news agency according to section 13 of fifa rules any person who offends the dignity or integrity of a country a person or a group of people should be sanctioned with a suspension lasting at least 10 matches or a specific period or any other approximate disciplinary measure. Iranian state-affiliated media Transman News Agency wrote on Twitter, the agency added, by posting a distorted image of the flag of the Islamic Republic of Iran on its official account, the United States football team branched the FIFA.com charter, for which a 10-game suspension is the approximate penalty. Team USA will be kicked out of the World Cup 2022. 22 this is what happens when you go woke you go broke stop just pay attention to yourself don't upset other countries okay why are you gonna make enemies just doesn't make any sense um moving on to the next article we actually have an article from the daily wire JetBlue won't hire the unvaccinated but hired violent felon to fly point. Some JetBlue pilots are outraged after the airline hired a violent felon to fly planes, even as it refuses to hire people who have not been taken the COVID vaccine citing safety. Two pilots told the Daily Wire and that JetBlue has hired John Perrys, who served nine years in prison for breaking into the home of a judge and attacking his daughter as she left the shower. Perrys was released from prison in 2014 and is on a felon probation until 2044. So they're going to hire somebody with probation. According to the Florida department corrections apparently JetBlue won't hire unvaccinated pilots but they'll hire violent convicted felons to fly their airplanes one pilot said speaking on condition of anonymity to protect his job in 20 20- 2005 the associated press that Perry's then an air force captain was changed in louisiana with burglary and assault with a deadly weapon while wearing a mask and he faced up to life in prison. Perry's allegedly entered the home of a judge and beat the judge's daughter, who was his former fiancée, with a metal baton as she left the shower. Police said that he was arrested, he was wearing a bulletproof vest, and the vehicle contained knives, handcuffs, parachute cord, a shovel, and a mask, according to the AP. JetBlue's job applications say every decision JetBlue has made throughout the pandemic has been our safety value, front and center, whether it's requiring masks, or many other health and safety protocols we all have to navigate during the pandemic. All of these efforts has been focusing on to the workplace and air safety safer to you and its customers. Part of the commitment to health and safety, COVID-19 vaccines are required for all JetBlue employees. New hire employees must be fully vaccinated prior to the start of training. So that's just stupid. Okay, moving on to the next article, we have Musk announces that he would support DeSantis for president if DeSantis runs. Twitter CEO Elon Musk said Friday that he would support Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for president in 2024 should DeSantis decide to run. Musk made the remarks on his social media platform in response to a tweet about how the political left erupted in anger after letting him former President Donald Trump back on the platform after he was banned on January 2021. I'm fine with Trump not tweeting, Musk said. It's a, the important thing is that Twitter correct a grave mistake in banning his account. Despite no violation of the law or terms of service, the platforming a sitting president undermined public trust in Twitter half of america agree as a reminder i was a significant supporter of the obama biden presidency and reluctantly voted for biden over trump musk continued but freedom of speech is the bedrock of a strong democracy it must take prevalence my preference for the 2024 presidency someone sensible and centrist i had hoped that would be the case for the biden administration but has been disappointed so far musk then was asked would you support Ron DeSantis in twenty twenty four? And he come and he responded yes. Musk tipped his hat to DeSantis back in June as a candidate that he wants to see becomes the next president, but at the time stopped short of a full endorsement. Musk made the revelation after tweeting that he had backed Republican candidate who made history in South Texas on Tuesday night. I voted for Maya Flores. For the first time ever I voted Republican, Musk said. Massive red wave in 2022. When asked online who he was leaning towards and supporting 2024 presidential election, Musk responded: to "DeSantis. I supported Ying last time, but DeSantis has a better chance of winning. I think there's a typo. Instead of Ying, I think they meant yay So Elon Musk really voted for Kanye West. I mean, we already know that because he endorsed." Honey West, anyway. So, moving on, we have an article from the AP. Crowd angered by lockdowns calls for China's Z to step down. Protesters angered by strict antivirus measures called for by China's powerful leader to resign. An unpredicted and presidential rebuke as authorities in the last eight cities struggled to suppress demonstrations. Sunday that represent a rare district challenge to the ruling Communist Party. Police using pepper spray dove away demonstrators in Shanghai who called for Xi Jinping to step down and an end to one-party rule. But hours later, people railed again in the same spot. Police again broke up the demonstration and a reporter saw protests under arrest being driven away in a bus. The protests, which began Friday, ha- and have spread to cities, including the capital, Beijing, and dozens of university campuses, are the most widespread show of opposition to the ruling party in decades. In a video of the protest, Shanghai verified the Associated Press chants against Xi, the most powerful leader since at least the 1980s, In the Chinese Communist Party sounded louder and clearer. Xi Jinping stepped down. CCP stepped down. Three years after the virus emerged, China is the only major country still trying to stop transmission of COVID-19. Its zero-COVID strategy has suspended access to neighbors for weeks at a time. Some cities carry out daily virus tests on millions of residents. That has kept China's infection numbers lower than those in the United States and other major countries, but public acceptance has worn thin. People who are quarantined at home in some areas say they lack food and medicine the ruling party faced public anger following the deaths of two children whose parents said antivirus controls hampered efforts to get medical help the current protests erupted after a fire broke out thursday and killed at least 10 people in an apartment building in the city of yorking yorking in the northwest which some have been locked in their homes for four months that prompted an outpouring of angry questions online whether firefighters or people trying to escape were blocked by locked doors or other restrictions about 300 demonstrators gathered late saturday in shanghai most of those 25 million people were confined to their home for almost two months starting in late march on this street named for gom yum q one group of protesters brought candles, flowers, and signs honoring those who died in blaze. Another group, um, occurring account- according to a protester who instantly insisted on anonymity, was m- way more active, shouting slogans and signing the national anthem and singing the national anthem. The protester and another, who gave only his family name, Zayo, confirms the chance against Z, who has worded himself a third five-year term as leader of the ruling party, who some expect to stay in power for life. Like others who spoke to the AP, the protesters didn't want to be identified dear to fear of arrest or retaliation. The atmosphere of the protests encouraged people to speak about their topics considered the taboo, including the 1989 crackdown of the Tiananmen Square pro-democracy protests, the protester who insisted on anonymity. Some called for an official apology for the deaths of the fire in Yongkui in Shanghai region. One member of the Shijing ethnic group, which has been the target of a security crackdown that includes mass detentions, shared his experience of discrimination and police violence everyone thinks that the chinese people are afraid to come out and protest they don't have any courage said the protester adding it was the first time demonstrating actually in my heart i also thought this way but then when i went there i found that the environment was such that everybody was very brave the scene turned violent early sunday hundreds of police broke up the more active group before they came for the second and they tried to move people off the main street the protesters said that they saw people being taken away forced by police into vans but could not identify them zayo said that one of his friends was beaten by police and two were pepper sprayed he lost his shoes and left barefoot he said protesters yelled slogans including one who has become a rail- rallying cry we do not want pcr tests but we want freedom on sunday afternoon crowds returned to the same spot and again railed against pcr tests people stood and filmed as police shoved people Officers in surgical masks and yellow safety vests told the crowd of about 300 spectators to leave, but appeared to be trying to avoid a confrontation. There was no sign of shields or other riot gear. In Beijing, a group of about 200 people gathered in a park on the capital's east side and le- held up blank st- sheets of paper, a symbol of defiance against the ruling party's persistent censorship. The lockdown policy is so strict, said a protester who would only give his surname, Li. You cannot compare it to any other country, we have to find a way out. Postings on social media said that there were also demonstrators of at 50 universities. About 2,000 students at Ziz al Ma- Matter University, Tengsa University in Beijing gathered to demand an easing of antivirus controls. According to the social media post, students shouted freedom of speech and, sh- and sang the International The Socialist Anthem. The protesters la- left after the university's deputy Communist Party secretary promised to hold a school-wide discussion. Videos on social media said that they were filmed in Nanjing in the east, Gengzu in the south, and at least six other cities showed protesters tussling with police in white protective suits or dismantling barricades used to seal off neighborhoods. The Associated Press could not verify all of these protests took place or where. The human rights group Amnesty International appeared to Beijing to allow peacefully protest The tragedy of the Yumqi fire has in- inspired remarkable b- bravery across China. The group's regional director, Hannah Young, said in a statement These presidential protests show that people are at the end of their tolerance for exclusive COVID 19 restrictions. Yumqi Ha- and a smaller city in Sijin, Used some antivirus controls in what appeared to be an attempt to modify the public following friday's protests markets and other businesses will reopen on in areas deemed a low risk of virus transmission and bus train and airline service will resume state media reported they gave no indication whether residents and higher risk areas would be allowed out of their homes so i mean i completely agree with everything that they're doing i completely agree with them protesting they should have the right to protest and yes i'm looking at an america an american in an american way but also at the same exact time they deserve their rights basic rights are not anything that somebody should not have moving on to the next article we have from the ap news we have ga senate runoff between Warnock, walker has bitter closings as with the candidate's ex-wife, cries of liar flying in both directions, stories of squalded apartment buildings and abortions under pressure, questioning an opponent's independence, his intellect, his mental stability, his religious faith. The extended state campaign in Georgia between the Democratic incumbent Rachel Warnock, in his Republican count challenging football legend Haskell Walker, has grown increasingly bitter on their December 6 runoff years, With Democrats already assured a Senate majority, it's a striking contrast from two years ago, when the state's twin runoffs were mostly about which party would control the chamber in Washington. Haskell Walker, a Serious. Warnock told supporters recently in Georgia in central Georgia saying that Walker majors in lying and fumbles the basics of public policy. But the election is very serious. Don't get those two things confused. Walker casts Warnock. The senior pastor at Baptist Church as a hypocrite and servile to the broadsides reflect the candidates furious path in the four weeks between November 8th general election and runoff to persuade their core supporters to cast another vote for Walker. It also means drawing more independents and moderates to his campaign after he underperformed a fellow Republican on the ticket, Governor Brian Kemp, by 200,000 votes. Warnock led Walker by 37,000 votes out of 4 million casts in the first round, but the senator fell short of the 50% threshold needed to avoid a runoff. In many ways, the shift from his first runoff campaign is exactly what Warnock wanted, a straightforward choice between two candidates, two ago then president donald trump fresh off his defeat in joe biden then president-elect made multiple georgia trips to illuminate the national st- stakes of the races between warnock and republican senator kelly Loeffler, and between democrat john offett and republican senator david Perdue, as control of the house hung in the balance trump ended up alienating his own supporters and many moderates with his false claims of a rigged 2020 Presidential election. Victories by Warnock in Ossoff put the Senate at a 50 50 split. With Democrats gaining control of virtue of Vice President Kamala Harris' tie breaking vote, Warnock also became Georgia's first black senator. This year, with Warnock vying for a full six year term after winning a 2021 special election, Democrats have already gained control of the Senate by flipping a seat in Pennsylvania. Warnock's win would give Democrats an outright majority at 51-49, meaning that the parties would not have to negotiate a power-sharing agreement. Warnock's preferred emphasis of for most of the re-election has been his deal-making in Washington and the personal values he brings to the job it took until the campaign's final stages only after two women accused walker an appointment an opponent of abortion rights of encouraging and paying for their abortions for the senator to ratchet up this attacks arguing walker is underprepared and unfit for the job now this is obviously like what every single other person does while they're um debating or talking about somebody that they're facing up against in politics they just make up stories Now, it's not that much outlandish for somebody to make up a story about Walker paying for an abortion when at the same exact time, maybe he didn't, maybe he did. We don't know exactly. He's not going to say 100% whether he is or whether he does not. We can just go back in time and say, you know what? This isn't right at all okay so moving right into the next article we have from the federalist we have youtube centered user after he published democrats 2016 stolen election claims so youtube deleted the video comparing trump's statements questioning the 2020 elections to democrats questioning the 2016 contest independent youtuber matt arafio does not align with democrats or republican he eschews any type of label because labels are dangerous he tells the federalist a lot of people identify with their politics. I identify as a video creator. And I identify as a octagon because you can identify as anything. Perhaps this is why Orphelia's videos are so effective amazingly amazing hundreds of thousands of views in some and in some cases millions the filmmakers work consists of crispy edited mashup of politicians and corporate media figures making a complete fool of themselves without any commentary from alifio himself one such mashup shows politicians and media denying decrying the wuhan lab leak theory or, as basic claims despite all evidence pointing to the contrary another shows the media's hypocrisy surrounding the hunter biden laptop story in quite quest to categorize the story as russian disinformation an actual baseless claim so media lies hunter biden laptop story Russian disinformation now we're going to watch a little bit of this right here
2: incriminating evidence allegedly found on a laptop belonging to Biden <laughs> some sort of Russian, Russian disinformation, disinformation campaign, campaign effort. one eternity later
0: Biden emails finally authenticated according to the New York Times Yeah. It's, it's rewind, rewind time. time. It's a lie. Altered or fake. Unverified emails.
1: The story did not quite land due to the lack of verification. Can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop.
2: Why do you said that? Well, because it can't be verified. I don't FBI, even want to report this. Well, this is the one of the well, most powerful no, families Liz, in Washington. Liz,
0: I'm a journalist. Okay, I ask would no love if you guys about, would start
2: doing that verification. No, we're not
0: going to do your work for you.
2: It's a journalist's contrary. job Contrary. Not anymore. For all we know, these emails are made up. Not really stories, just pure distractions. No serious journalist should fall for it. It's a journalist's job to, what to, president... to find out if this is verified. The bottom line is we cannot confirm the story. Experts say the emails cannot be authenticated. The mainstream media is not reporting on this story because we can't authenticate this material. Um, uh... The Hunter Biden laptop material is genuine.
0: Genuine, genuine.
2: This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. It just lacks credibility. The fact that it appeared in the New York Post, the only place low enough to put this orphan bastard story in
0: print. Obvious disinformation. It is so obviously
2: a Russian operation.
1: So obviously disinformation. So obviously a Russian plot. Tell me why it's so obviously a Russian plot to you.
2: This is uh, just classic textbook Soviet Russian tradecraft at work. Right, exactly. And this is classic, very classic uh, Russian disinformation tactic your classic disinformation campaign we shouldn't look at it as anything other than a russian disinformation operation. Operation. operation
0: known kremlin disinformation
2: russians would be my number one guess. obviously russia russian
0: disinformation operation russian disinformation pushing russian disinformation it
2: does bear the hallmarks of russian disinformation
0: it's, like, it's just it's just crazy for the russians the idiocy the sheer idiocy <laughs> i like that no, this channel is actually really good. I'm glad that the Federalists actually showed this video there because I do recommend this channel. Go check it out. Um, while Orfolio's videos do not explicitly criticize the politicians or talking heads they represent, this has not stopped YouTube from demonetizing certain videos it deems hostile to the establishment-backed narrative of the day. In the comment section of the Wuhan lab leak theory, Oh. Orfila tells viewers, this video is of course demonetized without explanation, follow me on Rumble. I love Rumble, by the way. These videos are also available on Rumble. Um, if you're watching it on Rumble, hi. Um, but Orfila is no stranger to censorship during the 2016 election. He created a video that revealed PBS's news selective editing for an interview with the then-Green Party presidential candidate Jin Stein of... Popular note was PBS's censoring of this entire criticism of the Democratic Party candidate Hillary Clinton and Clinton's support of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Within 24 hours of publishing the video on Facebook, our filio said that the, it was video. It was deleted with no explanation. The YouTuber also said that last year he has been concern, censored for publishing the same content as the corporate media outlets, as well as drawing attention to the comments. Of a disgruntled Netflix employee. But in the wake of 2022 midterms and YouTube's recent crackdown on election rela- related misinformation, Orfeo has once again found himself in the popular video platform's crosshairs. In September, Orfeo published a montage of Democratic politicians and media figures questioning the result of the 2016 election. In characterizing it as illegitimate, rigged, or hacked, so he then released a second montage comparing the statements of then President Trump's comparing questioning of the 2020 election results to Democrats, most notably Hillary Clinton, questioning the results of the 2016 election. That's exactly what they were doing. They were questioning the 2020, the 2016 election. They were questioning the 20. Um, the 2008 election they were questioning all the elections before this time but of course in 2020 it is the most um, important because white supremacist donald trump supporter oh i wanted to show that the trump and the republicans are not the only ones who challenge or question the legitimacy of an election or fia said it was literally just the ele- last election cycle and people have already forgotten YouTube immediately tried demonetizing both videos, as journalist Maddie Treba reported, but then reversed the demonetization of the first video after Orphelia pushed back. But that did not stop the video sharing platform from deleting the second video and giving Orphelia a strike. If YouTubers receive three strikes, his entire channel will be deleted, the livelihood his livelihood. Orphelia is currently banned from posting uh, to YouTube for a week youtube rationalized its decision by arguing orfia's second montage contains claims that past united states presidential elections were rigged or stolen and our election integrity policy prohibits content that advocates false claims of oh, that widespread fraud errors or glitches occurred in the united states presidential election if youtube's election integrity policy prohibits content that Advances false claims that the pol- that the past United States presidential elections were rigged or stolen, Tavi noted. Then it should be should have re- review removed flirt first video as well. After all, the first montage features politicians raging about President Joe Biden, to Vice President Kamala Harris, and even former President Jimmy Carter, all claiming that the 2016 election was rigged and that Trump was an, an illegitimate president. But of course Democrats can get away with the election denialism. Whatever that means. When Republicans can't, Orfea's censorship by YouTube just shows how hyper critical leftist politicians and corporate media and other peddlers of the n- official narrative really are. And the best part, they don't care. No matter the that no matter the Russian collusion hoax in claims that the Trump stole the twenty sixteen election were dead on arrival. No matter the the voter skepticism over the legitimacy of the twenty twenty election was indeed well funded, and outlined in the Federalist editor in chief Molise. Moley's book rigged how the media, big tech and Democrats seized our elections, whatever or whoever posed a threat to the regime and its narrative must always be squo- squashed, including incumbent facts, inconvenient facts, despite finding himself once again under the boot of the left's censorship regime. Orphelia remains undaunted. He still is committed to creating videos that challenge propaganda from both the left and the right. It's important for people to realize that we swallow the narratives of the media feeds us without thinking about it. feel set. No, and I completely agree with this. You should. I completely am here for anybody saying, no, you know what, the right did something stupid. I'm completely here for saying something that the left did stupid. I'm here for um, standing up for my side of, I mean, of course, but I'm also here to defend the other side if my side does something wrong and that's the way that it should be if your side of the aisle did something wrong you should say no you know what my side of the aisle did something wrong but i'm not going to sit here and say no 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 that's not true that's not true that's not true i'm going to look at the facts first i'm not going to just take all these uh, cnn talking heads or msnbc talking heads at um at point base like i'm not going to just not ask any questions and say oh well trump did something stupid well that's stupid about it no i'm going to research it myself see what i think about it and then s- get my decision after that now we're going to sum up this video because it has approached the hour mark but we do have a couple of other stories that we're going to be talking about so i'm going to be talking about them on friday thank you all for watching and i hope they have a great rest of your day bye